Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Jamie Vinnick joins us. Uh, he's a beat writer for CougFan.com, co-hosts the Washington State Cougars podcast. Uh, hello, Jamie. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on. We appreciate you coming on. We are thirsty for knowledge about uh, Brian Green, reportedly, according to Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball. Uh, he has been chosen to be the next baseball coach at Wichita State. I don't know if you've reported that or if it's been verified out in Pullman, but it has not been verified yet here. What's the latest in your uh, in, in your world? Yeah, so uh, the, one of the Washington State Twitter pages, the Washington State Athletics Twitter page, uh, they kind of penned a goodbye to Green today and, you know, thanks for everything you did here and, and so on and so forth. So <clears throat> at this point it would take something – really outrageous for it not to happen. Uh, everything we've heard um, from our end and out in Pullman is that, uh, you know, this has kind of been in the works for a while. There have been a lot of rumors that obviously Kendall Rogers yesterday uh, tweeting that he's expected to become the next head coach of Wichita state. Uh, and that kind of lines up with everything that um, that's come out from Washington state uh, in the last 24 hours. So they've started uh, their head, their head coaching uh, search. And I would uh, very much presume that he is indeed headed to, uh, to Wichita. So Washington State, you know, obviously in the Pac-12 a power conference, hasn't had a ton of success recently. Last NCAA tournament was in 2010. So what do you think would attract a, a Pac-12 coach to take what might be a, a viewed as a step down to the American Athletic Conference? What do you think uh, about this job uh, would appeal to, to Brian Green to come to Wichita? You know, I, I think his connections there um... – just kind of the star with the athletic director um, and with people in that, that office. Um, you know, I think when you look at the competition in the Pac-12, um, Pac-12 is a very deep league. I mean, it sent several teams to the tournament and does every year. Um, I, the American Conference maybe not quite as as deep and a, as grueling. I mean, the, the Pac-12, you, you're going to be playing a ranked team, you know, once every two weeks at, at least, and maybe more often depending on how the schedule lines up. It, it's a tough is a tough group of teams to play against. And it's a lot of places that it's hard to pitch in because you've got a lot of places with warm climates. You've got some with high altitude. So if you can't attract elite pitching, you're going to have a tough time winning. And, and that was kind of the issue for Green um, in his time at Washington State was they, they weren't able to really recruit a ton of pitching just because of how the scholarships play out. They had to recruit bats. You know, you go to a weekend series in Utah – with the altitudes, the thin air, that ball's flying. And if you don't have quality pitching, you're going to have a tough time winning. 
I just don't know if he saw a path for him to get back to the tournament at Washington State. And, you know, it was kind of a situation where, you know, the expectation was he was going to be back next year. But, you know, if they if they struggled again, what was his future like? Did he have another year after that? So maybe one of those situations where, you know, rather than then take a chance and say, I don't know, and they're going to, Washington State's going to lose a lot this year just in terms of graduation. They've got a couple draftable bats. So I don't know if he saw next year as being the year to take a step, and maybe he didn't know if he was going to get that uh, a year past that and said, you know what, this is a great opportunity at a historic program in Wichita State. Uh, you know, and I, I think for him that was probably the best opportunity at the time because ultimately I think he's a guy who wants to get back into – into the SEC, into the Big 12, into, into one of those conferences. And, you know, going winning 25, 26 games at Washington State, that wasn't going to get him there. He goes and wins 40 to 45 at Wichita State, that could be what gets him back to, to LSU or to, uh, you know, to Kentucky or one of the places where he has ties or has worked before. Jamie Vinnick, our guest, he is a beat writer for KookFan.com covers uh, Washington State. So tell us a little bit about him personally. Uh, you know, he's been around a while. He's coached, but still a relatively young guy. Uh, what's his coaching philosophy? Uh, and what kind of guy is he, Jamie? Uh, he's, uh, in terms of being a guy, he's as good as you can get. Um, Brian is a just an absolute stand-up guy. He became very involved in the Washington State community. Um, he worked very hard to get people out to the games. You know, Wazoo baseball, it, it's kind of a an, an odd situation where, you know, the first month of the season is played primarily on the road because the weather isn't good enough to play in Pullman. The last month of the season is after school's out. So it's hard to get a large group of fans there. But when there were games at home, um, he would put a lot of effort in. He'd send his players out to, to tell, you know, uh, to walk on campus and say, hey, there's games, come to these games. You know, he'd be very vocal on Twitter was very supportive of, of every Washington State team, very active in the community, and a guy who, you know, every time I interviewed him, or it was always, you know, he had a huge smile on his face. It was never a, uh, it was never a hassle for him to do an interview. He never treated it as a, as a chore. He treated it as something that he really loved to do. And um, no, in terms of on a, on a personal standpoint, he, he's as good as you're going to get. He's a, a really, really, truly a great guy in every way, shape, and form. Um, in terms of coaching, he, it's, it's a lot of hitting. He, his emphasis is he wants to be able to hit the baseball. Um, and Washington State, for the most part, did that in his few years here. The pitching was what really kind of let them down. Um, I, I think he wants to be able to steal more um, than maybe he was able to at Washington State. They did kind of uh, boost that this year. They didn't steal many bases last year. They were able to swipe more bags this year. He wants to be able to put the game in motion. And then he wants, you know, like I think every coach is, he wants power to all alleys. He wants to be able to hit the ball to all fields. He wants to be able, you know, not just to hit home runs, but to get balls in the gap and hit doubles. You know, just looking at the way Washington State's offense performed this year, and he, and he served as the primary hitting coach as well, they had the offense to get into the tournament to win 35 games. It, it was truly just the pitching that, that continued to let them down. I mean, as a team, they, they hit 292. They slugged, uh, they slugged 469, OBP at 395, a team OPS of 864, had four guys on the season with an OPS over one, more than enough to get them to the postseason. It just it was the pitching that that caused the issue. So, in terms of offense, it's going to be a big time uh, a big time bat or big time bat in terms of his coaching philosophy. 
So as far as the pitching goes, his pitching coach, Anthony Claggett, has followed him from New Mexico State to Washington State. Would you expect that relationship to continue? I know this is all you know, uh, uh, um, speculation at this point, but is that relationship pretty close where that's his right-hand man, or, or might he be able to go a different direction in that area? I would think he would take uh, Claggett with him. I mean, that has, like you said, has been his right-hand man. You know, but as I said, the pitching was it was interesting. I mean, there was a couple of years, I think, in the last couple or in the last few years where, you know, the, the feeling was around people close to the program and the media and so on is that if the pitching was better, they would have broken that tournament drought. And I, I think the big concern for a lot of people was is that there wasn't a lot of pitching development. The guys did not get you know, consistently better is they kind of would plateau. And, and again, there's contributing factors. You're facing really good bats. I mean, the Pac-12 sending out first round picks every year. You're in, again, like I said, the, the high altitude and the warm climate that can be tough on pitchers. And they weren't able to maybe get as many pitchers they, as they would have liked with their scholarship allocation. But the pitching was the main concern, and particularly in the bullpen where, you know, I, you just, you look at their conference, uh, their conference stats in, in terms of pitching, an ERA of 6.73, uh, 308 batting average against, and they've got you know three or two pretty uh, frequently used relievers with ERAs above 10, and, and even so much for the starting pitching, they had what their Friday starter was solid. It wasn't great, but he was solid, and then they had two other guys, and these were guys who were three, four years in the program, and they just weren't good this year. So, you know, it's tough to say if that's you know the factor, kind of the external factors contributing, but there there were some definite. Um, frustrations with with the pitching and again the feeling that you know there's four five six games in in this past season where if the pitching can just be serviceable they're probably you know they were in the regionals at least or at least at bare minimum made it to the Pac-12 tournament instead the pitching let down time and time again and they found themselves on the outside looking in Jamie Vinnick our guest he's a beat writer for kookfan.com before we let you go I gotta ask you about uh, the Pac-12 and all the upheaval that has already happened, all that is rumored to be in the process of potentially happening, uh, TV rights deal uh, being uh, considered as we speak. What's, what's the shakeout of all this going to be? What does Washington State expect uh, things to look like here in, in the next month or two? You know, I, I think for Washington State, the ultimate hope is that the conference stays together as is with its 10 teams and then maybe adds two other teams down the road. I mean, the, the unfortunate truth is that if the, if the conference starts to split and, you know, teams go to the Big 12 or to the Big 10, that's not a conversation that Washington State's likely going to be involved in. It's just it's not a, a big enough market. It's not a metropolis in Pullman. Um, they're probably a team who, if the Pac-12 disperses, they end up moving down a league. So I think the hope is from everyone is that um, they'll continue towards the media deal and keep the conference intact. But, you know, I think every Coug fan has uh, just some nervous eyes on, on what's going to unfold because, again, if, if Washington splits and Oregon and whoever, it's not a situation where the Big Ten is going to call Washington and say, hey, we want you to join too. It's a situation where either they form a conference with whoever's left and maybe some, some Mountain West teams or they have to drop down to the Mountain West. So the hope is, is that the 10 teams stay together, 10 remaining teams, and you add two more teams to the mix, maybe a San Diego State's been talked about, um, and then you go from there because any sort of uh, you know implosion of the Pac-12 will not be will not be kind to Washington State. 
Jamie, really appreciate all your insight. Thanks for coming on our show today. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy Coach Green. I think he'll do a great job there. Thank you. We Thanks. appreciate that. Jamie Vinnick, hookfan.com. You can read his work as covered Washington State athletics. And in essence, Brian Green, uh, reported to be the new head coach, uh, head baseball coach at Wichita State. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.